Did you know that you can run your business through a business trust and get 100% asset protection and significantly reduce your taxes much better than you can with an LLC or an S Corp? Before I go into that, I want to show you or tell you that I am not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal or accounting advice. This information has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be replied upon for tax, legal or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So my name is Don Thornton. I'm a 21 year real estate investor on my 22nd year right now. I am the best damn short sale investor in the country. I flipped well over 3,500 short sales in my day. And you know, my company HB Funding has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau since 2004. And I am an owner of this trust. So what I'm gonna cover today is why your current business model is obsolete. I'm gonna tell you what a business trust is and how it works and show you a new way of maximizing your profit and limiting your liability exposure. So look, for most people, their current model is with either an LLC or an S Corp. And it could be single member, it can be multi-member. A lot of you, you know, take a salary, uh, a smaller salary, and then you add on K-1 distributions. You have an S Corp, which I had for 20, which I've had for 21 years. You know, it's a single member. You, know, you run everything through your company and then whatever's left over flows down to you and your individual tax return. And most of us do pay ourselves a salary. Now, the disadvantages with LLCs. Well, for one thing, taxes. Besides deductions, there's not really any way to reduce your taxes. And if it is, I mean, there's some convoluted things out there that you can try, but you end up making, you, know, you save money, some money on taxes, but then you're going to be paying so much more to the financial advisor <laughs> that you're paying to set all this stuff up. Uh, so there's not much in the way of tax uh, reduction. Asset protection, people think, well, I'm going to put my, my stuff in a, in a uh, LLC. So that way, you know, protect my assets from other things. And what happens is, is that you, know, you have, you know, like in real estate, you might have, I don't know, 15 uh, rental properties and they're all in, they're all in different LLCs. Well, okay. Yeah. Theoretically, you can't get to it, but any, any lawyer worth his salt can pierce the corporate veil. They're not that hard to pierce. And, and remember every time every LLC is, a separate tax return paying your CPA or your accountant to do all that stuff. So it gets, it gets pricey. And listen, the IRS, remember they, they're bringing in 80,000 new agents and the word what we hear is they're going to be looking a lot at LLCs, especially pass through LLCs. So, you know, that's a disadvantage. And S corps, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, you know, besides deductions, there's not much way to reduce the taxes, not like what we have. And the asset protection is fine until, you know, they decide to go after you and the corporate veil is not that hard to pierce. And the same thing, right? They are, the IRS is looking for ways to increase revenue and revenue means taking money from your pocket. So what we're talking about is going to be different. But as I've described, I mean, if you think about it, the corporate system is really obsolete, and when you, when I go in and, and talk to you about how this works with a business trust and your beneficial spendthrift trust, you're going to see exactly what I mean by why this, this existing system is obsolete. It fails us mostly in these ways. 
there is not enough tax reduction. Everybody uses the same tools, but it all bottom line is, and I hear this all the time when people come to me and saying, look, I'm, I'm trying this and this and this, but at the end of the day, I'm still paying too much in taxes. And, you know, if you just Google, you know, uh, uh, wins for personal injury lawyers, you know, they're out there making, getting multi-million dollar judgments against companies. You know, if, and if, if their existing system worked, then why is that, why does that keep happening? Because it doesn't work well. I mean, as long as you stay out of someone's spotlight, I guess you're okay. But boy, I tell you what, the spotlight gets on you, they will go after you like stink on poo, as they say. And of course, it's expensive accounting consulting. You want to you want to do more things. They have these you know convoluted, complicated things that cost money, right? So these are really the failures that the existing consulting, you know, licensed attorney, CPA, uh, think tanks. That's what they're offering you. Okay, so let's talk about a better solution. Let's talk about a business trust. So what is a business trust? It is a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary spendthrift trust. What's nice about it is that you can run multiple projects through it and multiple income streams. You have unlimited bank accounts, and it's all under the umbrella of one tax return. Okay, and I'm going to get into a little bit deeper about how this works, but I have three income streams in my business. I run them all through a business trust and it's so much better than it was before. Okay. So what is a beneficial trust? We, you know, sometimes called a spendthrift trust. Well, it's also a non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust. All passive income that comes into it is non-taxable. Capital gains taxes are excluded or eliminated with uh, this trust. It gives you 100% lawsuit proof asset protection and it is 100% compliant with IRS code 643B, which gives amazing tax reduction. I'm going to show you that in just one second. Uh, and it's important to remember that this trust, the beneficial trust, the um, spendthrift trust can only receive passive income. I'm going to show you why. I'm going to quote from the, I'm going to quote from the tax code where IRS code 643, because what happens is that all this money, all this passive income that comes into your trust is you as the trustee are going to declare it to be an extraordinary dividend. And by doing so, according to the tax code, it is not considered income. So I'm going to quote right here. It says, for purposes of this subject and subparts B, C, and D, the term income, when not preceded by the words taxable, distributable net, undistributed net, or gross, means the amount of income of the estate or trust for the taxable year determined under the terms of the governing instrument, that means the trust, and applicable local law. Items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends, which the fiduciary, that's you, the trustee, acting in good faith, determines to be allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law, shall not be considered income. So that means that you declare that to be an extraordinary dividend and it just becomes an expense and it zeroes out your tax return. And that's what this has been going on for 70 years. It was this part of the code has been the tax code since it was originally passed by Congress. And this trust has been used for 70 years and using this, this part of the tax code to give a massive tax uh, reduction for our clients, including myself. So the second part of this is that there are some amazing capital gains tax reductions, actually exclusion. I'm going to read from the same tax code where it says, Gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets 
shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not paid, credited, or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during a taxable year or paid permanently set aside or to be used for the purposes specified in, in section 640, 642C. So as long as you're, let's say you have a rental property, you have crypto, you have something of value that would normally trigger a capital gains tax event, when you sell it as a trust asset, then it means that um, as, long as, the, as long as the money goes back into the corpus of the trust, your bank account, and it's not required to be distributed to any beneficiary during the taxable year, that means it's excluded. It just it is not a taxable event. So, what are the requirements for the for IRC IRS Code six forty three B compliance? Well, it has to be the correct trust. I mean, it has to be non grantor, irrevocable, complex, and discretionary. The funds have to be allocated to corpus. Okay, uh, and it is not required. It cannot be required to distribute. Now, a simple trust is required to distribute to the beneficiaries. At the end of the day, this trust is not. I'm going to show you just an example from a 1041 tax return of this trust from 2021. You can see that uh, on line nine, it says total income is um, $937.837, whatever, 832. But when you get down to the actual taxable income and total tax, it's zero. And why is that? Well, we're going to go over here to the uh, Deduction, deduction part where it says clearly non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust. If you go down to the very end, uh, the last expense deduction, I should say, is an extraordinary dividend allocated to corpus per IR, IRC code or IRS, IRS code 643B. All right. So by doing that, there are it's only deductions. There's nothing left over. It zeroes out. So there's no tax. Okay. So let's talk about comparing how the beneficial spendthrift trust works versus the business trust. The beneficial trust, it has a spendthrift provision, okay? Uh, the business trust has one as well. Now, the beneficial trust only receives passive income. The business trust can, can take the active business income that you generate from selling a product or a service. The beneficial trust holds all the, your personal and business assets. You're not holding your assets in a business trust. And the beneficial trust is a recipient of the funds that originally come in as active business income that are converted in that trust to passive income. It receives those monies, and then you declare those to be an extraordinary dividends, so it zeroes out to the beneficial trust, as I just described. The business trust is an pass-through entity, so it has to zero out. Everything flows down to the business trust, excuse me, the beneficial trust at the end of the year. So both returns zero out at the end of every tax year. So the business trust can basically operate as your existing company. It performs this, it performs the same functions as a bank account, as it has you know, accounting. Uh, you know, if you have a, uh, if you're working in concert with your existing company, then you, the, the business trust signs a professional services agreement. It invoices the, uh, every, you know, uh, to your to your customers and your clients, and the money comes into the business trust, not your uh, existing LLC or S corp. Like I told you before, it, it operates as a pass through. Income comes in, it makes deductions like you would normally, and the profit is ta is passed down to the beneficial trust, and it will zero out at the end of the year. So, how do these two trusts work together? Well, there's two ways you can do it. I mean, if you have a newer newer business or you have an already established business. 
If you don't, if you're new, if you have a newer business, you really haven't established your brand or your market share, then there really is no need to have an LLC or an S corp. You can use the business trust to run everything through it and it generates active business income. Now, if you have an established business like I do, you know, which I have HB funding is one of the major uh, short sale companies in the country. And especially it has an A plus rating with the better business Bureau since 2004. I want that out there. I want that thing to exist, but I don't want to have any money flowing through it. So what I do is I have my business trust has an, uh, has a uh, professional services agreement with my S corp. Everything is invoiced from the business trust with through a professional services agreement. And so the money comes directly into my business trust and the benefits. Well, by doing, by having the business trust and the beneficial trust work together, remember, think about this. Each trust has a spend through provision, which gives you hundred um, uh, percent protection from asset from, from any lawsuits. So the beneficial spend through trust, that's where your assets are held. Okay. Now, the, if the money, the majority of your money, your income stream is going through your business trust <clears throat> that also has a spendthrift provision. That means you have locked down your income stream as well. The business trust pays zero taxes because it is a pass-through entity. And the beneficial trust pays zero taxes because of the extraordinary dividend and being in compliance with IRS Code 643B. Let me give you an example. Let's say we have an existing HVAC company. It's been around and, you know, it has a good brand. And so what you do is that the owner is going to purchase a business, excuse me, a beneficial trust and a business trust. The HVAC owner is going to sell their assets to the beneficial trust for a couple of reasons. The biggest one is that now there's no assets for anyone to go after if there is any kind of a lawsuit. They're all protected by the beneficial trust. Now, with running with the business trust, it is going to sign a professional services agreement with the with the LLC or S corp of the HVAC company, and all of the income is going to flow to the business trust via a professional services agreement. You know, and then whatever is left over after deductions and expenses flows down to the beneficial trust as passive income. It serves as a pass through, and that both trusts zero out at the end of the tax year. If it's a newer company, then you you know the the owner might just say, "There's no, I don't need the LLC or S corp that I have because it really hasn't established a a, a, um, a brand yet." You can make the business trust name similar to what you already have, and then you run everything through the business trust exactly as you would with an LLC or S corp. Uh, the difference is that again, your income stream is protected with the spendthrift provision. No one can go after it from a lawsuit point of view. And at the end of the year, it, it zeroes out, it passes down to your beneficial trust. But you might ask me saying, hey, Don, what if my business has a license? If that's the case, then you want to keep it status quo, except like, for example, medical professionals. Usually they operate through an LLP. But here's the thing. A lot of medical professionals you know, who have their own practice, they have multiple streams of income. And only the specific medical services that are provided that you that the, the, the medical professional receives income from, then they have to go through, you know, the existing LLP. It can't go through a business trust. So in that case, what you would do is you would still have that income stream going through the LLP and the business trust 
can sign a professional services agreement with the LLP and if it provides some type of service that the LLP is not providing for itself. And that would be as an, expense, an additional expense for the LLP. LLP is still going to sell its assets, physical and intangible assets, to the, LL, to the uh, trust. And then those are going to be leased back to your LLP. And that's going to also provide a, as much as 70% reduction in the taxable income of the LLP. And then you can get additional uh, expenses with the uh, professional services agreement from the business trust to the LLP. So you're going to drastically reduce the taxes on the LLP for licensed income. Now, if they sell supplements, they do you know dietary services or massage, anything that's ancillary that does not is not specifically licensed medical activity. Well, that can all be run through the, through the business trust, and I've already gone through and showed you how that works on how much money you know can be how your income stream can be protected and how it flows down to the beneficial trust where it's not going to be considered taxable income. And well, I just ran through this, right? So that's that's uh, that's what you do. So you have the the leaseback strategy for the LLP business trust runs all the non-licensed income streams, and then at the end of the day, your your business trust zeroes out. It all flows down to your business trust, where you declare excuse me your beneficial trust, where it actually is declared an extraordinary dividend, and it is not going to be a taxable event. So major asset protection from for the income stream of, and also from your uh, for the medical professionals um, uh, income stream and so forth. So what is the main benefit what are the main benefits of the beneficial and business trust combo? Like I said, you're not just protecting your assets, you are also protecting your income stream. So you get asset protection and you get the income stream protection. And the tax reduction is unbeatable. And you can see it's a very simple process. And you only have one tax return for each trust. So what I want you to do is schedule a free strategy session with me. Just go to my Calendly link. That's Calendly.com slash Don Thornton, which is spelled D-O-H-N-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N slash 30-M-I-N. That's Don Thornton slash 30 minutes. And... I'll be glad to go over how this can work for you and we can discuss what your unique situation is. And we'll definitely find you a solution to get you that asset protection and amazing legal tax reduction. I want to thank you for listening to this presentation and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you.